It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Today on the show, we lower our fists and choose another path. The path of Wuda and true Kung Fu mastery. Welcome to Lore Party, the podcast that explores the stories, characters, and universes of our favorite video games. I'm Connor. And I am your humble student disciple, Bruce. <laughs> Are you ready to learn the, the way of the fist from two guys who never got beyond yellow belt in their lives? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, you got to yellow belt? <laughs> All the way to yellow, baby. Oh, dude, uh, I that's... did not get past white. It was oh, really sure. hard, and I had to keep going, and then uh, the free <laughs> classes ran out, so I stopped. <laughs> yeah, that's how they get you. And to be clear, yeah, I took karate like briefly in college, uh, and oh, also shit. to be clear, yes, I know that the karate and kung fu are different. I'm not, con- I'm not conflating the two. Uh, I took taekwondo <laughs> classes in oh, first grade. Like, <laughs> nice, nice. You got you got a way earlier start than I did. I started way late. <laughs> I don't think but, any uh, of it stuck, but you know. <laughs> It's like riding a bike, you know, uh, it's like doing a bicycle kick. You know, I was just thing, gonna right? say, <laughs> <laughs> but no, like uh, as much as we appreciate the, the disciplines of martial arts, the various martial arts that are out there, I think, uh, we'll, we'll probably just play it safe and just stick to the video game versions of, uh, martial arts, uh, way, but well, I'm way better at those at least. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think so but, for me too. I'm excited to uh, to talk about a game that uh, honestly it's been kind of under the radar since it came out earlier this year, and I'm I'm really glad that we both uh, had a chance to you know have some t- hands on time with it. And oh yeah, like this was on kind of my radar. Um, uh, Sifu is an amazing game. Uh, we actually uh, bonded over it at uh, a party at your place where you're just yeah. like, oh, I've been playing Suf- Sifu. And I was like, wait, is that the, is that the aging game? It was like, yeah. <laughs> and then you like yeah. showed me everything. And like, I think it was like the club scene and I was just like hooked. Um, right. I actually know these guys, uh, the studio slow clap mm-hmm. did, uh, one game before this, I believe it was called absolver and i also uh, played absolver yeah did you cool play one. it i did not yeah. i never got around to playing it but i saw a um uh, a let's player that i love uh willie uh willie wools uh who yeah. was part of uh super best friends and like it was it's a like a fighting game mmo and it was yeah. so incredible and revolutionary i was just like these guys know what's up yeah absolver was very inventive and had a interesting fighting system and it, yeah it was like kind of online adventure where you can fight other players uh and they really took a lot of those innovations and a lot of that energy and brought it into sifu which was a little more focused a little more polished uh single player experience but but yeah no i i got obsessed with sifu earlier this year and we i i cornered you <laughs> when we were hanging out once like dude you have to play this it's so cool uh but no, i'm, I'm glad we both got a chance to have some hands-on time with it and we're able to talk about uh, some themes that, you know, looking at a fighting game, you might not think like, oh, it has a, a story to tell or a lesson to teach, but Sifu really does, you know, and a really unexpected uh, treat of mine was, you know, playing through Sifu and like experiencing this like very interesting philosophical uh, uh, theme to it. And like, dude, this, is, this, this would be awesome to talk about. But before we get super deep into that, uh, a little bit of housekeeping I'll do really quick. Just want to let you all know, we love to hear from our listeners. Uh, we always enjoy hearing from you. So feel free to email us anytime at podcast at loreparty.com with uh, your thoughts, critiques, uh, compliments, anything uh, like episode ideas you'd like us to talk about later. Uh, we're open to that. And we also stream occasionally on Twitch. So be sure to follow us on twitch.tv slash loreparty. And of course, you can connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at lore underscore party. So. 
Sifu, specifically what we wanted to talk about with Sifu, I and mean, we, we could gush about the game in general all day, but I think uh, in particular, there are two distinct endings to Sifu that you can, you can kind of see depending on how you play the game. And I think they both have distinct lessons to teach us. So we want to talk about those endings, but we also want to explore the concept of Wuda, uh, which we'll get into in detail later, and how that concept is central to the teachings of Kung Fu and how that all ties into the gameplay experience of Sifu and really makes it special. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited to talk about it because it is more than just you being able to live out your uh, most amazing John Wick <laughs> fantasies and like be your own star and director and cinematographer of a Kung Fu movie. This does a beautiful job of both telling a story, having the player feel as engaged and autonomous as possible in almost every scene. And it has a lesson to teach about the philosophy behind the martial arts. Absolutely. And we're going to dive into all of that. But first, we'll take a really quick break to hear from our sponsors. So stick around and we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you start playing Sifu, uh, the game opens on a dark and rainy night. Uh, the scene is set at this uh, you know, secluded martial arts school, like a, kind of like a dojo, but I think in, you know, in Kung Fu it's called a Wuguan or Wuguan. Uh, anyway, we open on the main villain, actually, a gentleman named Yang, and he attacks this martial arts school uh, out of nowhere, and he just kind of breaks his way in, starts fighting his way through the students, and you know, just taking down anyone who gets in his way. But it's clear they know who he is. Right, right. He shows up, and they're all like, what are you doing here? So yeah, there's familiarity there. Yeah, so we, we don't get we don't get right away, you know, what the scenario is, how he, you know, why he's doing this. Uh, but we find out later on. But Yang is being assisted in this attack on this martial arts school by four mysterious accomplices, and we'll get to know them later as well. And so he fights his way through all the students, just you know, just taking them out barehanded, and he finally confronts and kills the Sifu of the Kung Fu school with his bare hands. And the Sifu's young child who happens to be hiding nearby, witnesses the murder, and uh, they are then discovered by Yang, who orders the child to be killed as well. Just cold-blooded. This is, you know, take-no-prisoners approach. To, he's, he's, he's wiping out all witnesses, basically. Like, right, but I do want to, like, make it known, because, like, I replayed it and rewatched like, the beginning scene, and mm -hmm. uh, before uh, one of the uh, assailants uh, of the whole Wuguan does slit the child's throat, you can yeah. see that some of them turn their head in either disgust or shame. Right. So it shows that there is also like some, like, I wouldn't say like human decency, but there is like, you know, a, a, a level that yeah. you know, they're, they're not reveling. They're not like, oh yeah, let me get yeah. some of that kid blood all over. Right, me. right. Yeah, they, they don't seem to be enjoying this. This isn't like, Yang is going scorched earth on this place, but he doesn't seem to be taking any cruel pleasure in it. Like, mm -hmm. this just, yeah, this seems like, oh, this, yeah, this is what we have to do. But yeah, so the child is, is murdered also, only to be miraculously revived by a, myst a mystical talisman left to them by their father. So the child survives and uh, is able to go on. Now, really quick, uh, you know, just, the game lets you choose between a female protagonist, male protagonist, the, the, the student, the child is kind of, you know, you decide uh, which one. Yeah. And so with that, they wake up and when they wake up, they realize what had happened. Uh, they realize that everything is gone. Uh, their father is dead and yeah. they are alive. And it is because of the uh, secret talisman that is, you know, a, an either an heirloom or uh, an artifact that is mm -hmm. known in the Wuguan. And they use this time and they understand what they have to do or what they believe that they have to do and spend the next eight years um, swearing mm -hmm. a vengeance to kill um, 
the father's, uh, you know, assailants, uh, the people who tried to take their life. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, in the kind of title sequence, kind of cool little shot of opening them, like, credits. Exactly. Yeah. They're, they're, they're training and they're like going over how they fight in their head and, and yeah. how they take down each of the people, which I mean, who hasn't uh, with someone who's an asshole <laughs> in their life. We've all been there. <laughs> and then I trip him and then I, and then I stab him in his heart. <laughs> yeah. You're just, the student is just honing their body into a weapon, just a single minded purpose with this, like just every day, constantly training. And on top of that, they also uh, create this sort of like, you know, that stereotypical, like strings drawn to pictures altogether, evidence board trying to uh-huh. take down this huge giant like you know organization this dark you know conglomerate of mm-hmm. you know seedy underbelly of the city uh where they kind of break down each of the people uh who were there that night uh that right. caused such trauma in their life and they're like formulating a plan to just go one by one and kill them and obviously reach yang who was the mastermind at the top yeah, and this this all takes place after after that eight years, that whole montage of the student growing up and training and uh, making this master plan. Now twenty uh, years old. Now, yes. Yeah, so the, the the student is now about twenty years old, uh, young adult, with just one clear goal: kill Yang and his four accomplices, all five of them. They got to go, and that's when the game kind of begins in earnest. That's when the main game takes place, and the whole game, the this main part of it, at least, it all takes place over basically like a 24 hour time period. It's, it's all essentially one day. And in this 24 hour mission, you know, you're just tracking down and taking vengeance on all five of your targets. Uh, but one of the main conceits of the game is that each time your character is defeated in combat, you're resurrected by the talisman each time. Kind of like how, you know, your, your life was saved at the very beginning. However, there's a cost. There's a price to using the talisman, and that is each time you're revived by it, you also age instantly. Like you, you age a couple of years. How many how many years you age each time you're revived kind of depends on how many times you're killed. It's a weird game mechanic, the death counter. But the long story short of it is, using the talisman to come back to life shortens your life. It's it's a catch twenty two. But it that does demonstrate a central theme of Sifu, which is that. You know, this mission of vengeance is so extremely personal that it transcends death itself. Yeah, you just keep going. Like, no matter how many times you were, like, brought down, you understand that this is it. You don't have a plan after this. Right. You, you, there is no life outside of this mission. And so even killing you isn't enough to stop you. It's, It's crazy. Yeah. And, uh, through your, usually what is your first run, uh, the student Mm -hmm. goes through and just absolutely bodies everyone. The, uh, (laughs) in every boss fight, it is like a, such a satisfying feeling where you're just like hitting them with their own weapons or Uh, like flipping around and like stabbing them in the, like right in front of their face. And it's, you can see that there is pain behind it, but as you are also going through this entire, you know, gauntlet with them, you start yeah. to almost feel the same way as the student. You know, you are beaten again and again and you have to keep getting up and your frustration builds and your anger builds and you want to just like you want to see them die too at uh, at a certain Absolutely. point. Yeah. You want to like kill them. Yeah. And at the end, uh the student you know, it has succeeded in killing Yang and his minions. But instead of relief, they only feel emptiness and regret, yeah. especially after learning that like Yang's motivation uh, for doing this, you know, killing his dad and Sifu, uh, well, the Sifu who was also like a father to Yang. Right, right. Killing his, is like someone who was also like a younger sibling to Yang and stealing the talismans, working with the other um, people. It was all because of this falling out that he had with the father mm-hmm. and slash Sifu to try and save his family, wanting to use the talisman and, you know, the power from these artifacts to get some semblance of getting his family back. And yeah, he, yeah. he was so distraught after that. Yeah, we, we find out that Yang wanted to use the talisman to save the lives of his family. I think either like a wife and child or just nondescript loved ones that Yang wanted to save from an unknown, you know, 
demise. And Sifu, uh, the player character's father, said, no, Yang, you are unworthy to be a guardian of the artifacts. So there was, yeah, we find out that there was like this really understandable personal motivation for Yang to steal the, uh, steal the talisman. And we, we were at this moment where Yang is humanized. And as the player, as the student, you know, killing him, killing Yang brought you nothing. You know, you, 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 you're right back where you started. Basically you're all alone. You have nothing left. So, you know, as we, as we mentioned earlier, the mission of vengeance is all consuming. Your character has no life outside of it. So now that it's over, it's kind of like, now what, you know? I also want to bring it back to uh, what I mentioned before, in which some of the people looked away as, you know, um, one of the villains slit the student's throat when they were a child. Yeah, right. And it, again, uh, shows that there's a conscience in these people. There is at least a line that they don't really feel comfortable crossing. But they believe that this is all for uh, what they try to explain in some of the different boss fights as the greater good. Mm-hmm. And as they try to, the student says, was it the greater good to kill my dad and all the people in there and slit a child's throat? Yeah. And they are still unwavering in that. And they say, yeah, it is. Because more people are alive now because of the network that we have together. Right. Um, but you still go ahead at it. And it's, it, again, uh, as you said, it, it's, it's very... You know, it, it leaves you aimless. It's a bittersweet ending. It's um, what kind of victory? It's hollow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's no there's no contentment or enlightenment at the end of that road. It's just it's just empty. But but yeah, like like you said, that's that's the main ending that most players see the first time they complete Sifu. That's kind of the easy way out, I guess. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, like like you said, when you fight these bosses, like it gets it gets frustrating, and it, it's very satisfying to take their lives I, I totally understandable but what some people didn't know at first or you know what people found out through playing sifu is that there's actually a hidden alternate ending that can only be unlocked when certain conditions are met it's kind of like a almost like a hard mode or just a you know a path b and the way you do this is in each boss fight the player is able to either empty the enemy's health bar which kills them or break their defense meter or their structure meter and if you do that twice in a row without emptying their health bar, without, you know, finishing them off with, like, your uh, your finishing move or whatever, you get the option to defeat the boss while sparing their life. So it's kind of like a hidden option that you have to really go out of your way to uh, see it become available. Yeah, they don't tell you this. There is nothing yeah. in the game that, like, there's not, like, a little square text box at the bottom saying, spare your enemies to gain Wuda. Like, nothing like that. No tutorial for it, no no hints. Yeah, you, you have to really go out of your way to uh, discover this option. And if you manage to do that against every boss, including Yang, the player is shown a very different conclusion. Honestly, it was really worth it and like really interesting to see this hidden ending because it's it, it tells such a different story. So if you're pursuing the alternate ending and you've spared every other boss and then you get to Yang, the fight plays out, you know, in a weird in an interesting way because in this fight, you try to spare Yang and what happens is he takes your talisman from you and He's about to land the killer blow on you. And the player, your character, sees it coming, like knows what's about to happen, but just kind of lets himself be struck down. Yeah. Like you, you let Yang land this punch on you, which is interesting. Yeah. And at that moment, like instead of uh, what usually happens before where you're kind of like remembering like this falling out between Yang and your father, the Sifu, mm-hmm. you are kind of out of the situation where now Yang remembers his dying loved ones. He remembers the graves of his uh, wife and child, and he remembers right. the fight that he had. And then he kind of gets blasted back to the present, and you know he just sees the the student us like get up, mortally wounded, shaken, mm-hmm. like legs, uh, spaghetti, arm spaghetti, mom spaghetti. <laughs> and everything spaghetti and they're ready to fucking still keep going right you're basically you're basically dying from that that blow that yang landed to your chest earlier mm-hmm. like but you ain't it's, here it's, no bell like <laughs> <laughs> right like your heart is shutting down but you're losing you're using the last of your strength to finish the fight exactly which is hardcore it's awesome and it's it it 
And sorry, we had uh, like a little conversation before this because I was just like, that's what happened. I just thought like <laughs> you, you, you main character your way up. Um, but I like that. <laughs> and it actually explains um, that while you're fighting in this like next phase of the fight, there is no health bar because your health right. is gone. It, you're right. on your way out. And that is very like that's a cool like aha moment that I just had where like you're just you're here until it ends. And it's yeah. just all about structure and keeping that up. And then right. uh, they finally gain the upper hand. Um, but once again, it doesn't, you know, just like go through the final blow. They just like you think it does. And then it like shows that like you spared them. And, yeah. you know, you hear your uh, father's voice say this is Wuda and like you just collapse you fall to your yeah. knees and you fall down yang is like visibly shooken but yeah. like he's it, just as confused as uh, the player might be of just like what the fuck that's yeah that's the ending when your mortal enemy has has you at their mercy and is about to stop your heart with a with a killer punch just like you gave them but at the last second he pulls that punch and doesn't hit you I mean, it's natural to be pretty confused. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, like <laughs> the the student has Yang on the ropes and is about to it was going to be a mutual killing. Basically, like, I kill you. Uh, I die in the effort like we, we mm-hmm. die together. But at the at the last second, you spare Yang and you die instead. Yeah, it, it's crazy. But it doesn't quite end there, does it? No, no, no. Uh, the after the credits scene, you wake up and you are like in this weird mountain nirvana heaven place and like you're you're clearly not anywhere where you were before and you like get up and you walk through like this weird mountain pass and you get to the peak and you see this beautiful like sunrise and the clouds and like a a fucking dragon like flying and roaring in the sky and it's a very strange like non- traditional kind of ending and then you know after that you gotta wait to for the after credits scene uh where the the student is then uh what was it they were taken in by samuel jackson's nick fury (laughs) no no (laughs) (laughs) you're thinking of something else Uh, (laughs) no they uh are basically i I guess like it's a time jump and like they're now the sifu and they're in the old wuguan implying that they um there's a new there's a new student can be seen training yeah in in the wuguan now exactly the player character is kind of uh can be seen kind of off screen but you it's 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 heavily implied that's the player character because of the the beads on the arm and the clothes and all that so yeah it, it, it we get the impression that you as the student the player character you've been spared uh possibly by yang as you know thanks for sparing him and you've you've gone on to train a new student like kind of carry on the treat the teachings i didn't think that oh really no i thought because to me it felt like okay yang killed a student and what we saw at the end with like the student like waking up i thought that was like heaven or like the afterlife and like okay you died and that was the good part of dying and what we see in the time skip is actually yang like he that's gives everything up like your death absolutely like shook him because one he had to do it like three fucking times at this point (laughs) (laughs) and um not including the times where you probably died in the game fight and right you know, he he feels like absolutely distraught. He sees like the kind of monster he's become. He's reminded of his family and the other family that he like completely destroyed. And he instead dedicates his life to, you know, bringing that tradition back and, you know, becoming a guardian for these artifacts, knowing that, you know, the, the deeds have been done and he forgives himself and he forgives what has happened as long as he can be able to try and make it right that that is a valid interpretation i can see why you'd think that but the you know the mountainside that's that's just where you were when you fought yang because yang's uh, temple his his compound is on a mountain so you could easily have just woken up outside of his hideout did yang just like fucking dump our corpse out in the rocky fields (laughs) possibly well no so when you spare him uh, and you die anyway Mm -hmm. the the mountainside could be after he has, you know, had a change of heart and used the talisman to bring you back. 
And the the after credit scene in the Wuguan where you see a character sitting in a chair and another a younger student is training nearby, you see the beads on the right arm of the character in the chair. Those are the same beads that the player character wears throughout the game. I know. I thought that was like Yang. I know. I I thought Yang took him (laughs) like a fucking weirdo. That's possible, but you're also wearing the same clothes that the player wears. So it's just, it's kind of uh, open to interpretation, but I feel like the the heavy implication is that, you know, you've been revived by Yang as thanks for sparing him. And there's there's forgiveness between the two of you, and he lets you go on training the next generation. Because Yang's motivation was to end your father's legacy by killing him and killing you and just wiping out your entire uh, martial arts school. Mm. But if if you spare his life, he, you know, has a change of heart, decides to spare you in, in return, that's when you wake up on the mountain, and that's when you uh, go back and train the next generation in your Wuguan. That's how I see it. I mean, you you were right about the death thing, so I mean, I'm gonna <laughs> no. I'm gonna take yours more. Don't worry. <laughs> I appreciate that, but I, I I I like where your head's at, though. I think that you know both interpretations of that. You know, the ending is unclear for a reason. I think maybe uh, Slow Clap wants us to wonder uh, kind of which way it goes. But I think no matter which way you uh, interpret the ending, you're kind of left with the impression that this is the true ending of the game. Yes. This is what you're meant to see at the end of the Sifu experience. The kind of main ending or the easy ending or the bad ending, whichever you want to call it, of the student killing Yang and then feeling empty, hollow, and alone at the end is kind of the bad ending. It's like, that, that leaves you with nothing. That, that you have nothing to take away from that. Mm-hmm. But at, at the end of this path to the game, it's, it's a lot more fulfilling. Uh, and we as the player are shown, not just told, but shown that a vengeance-fueled bloodthirst, it doesn't give you the kind of serenity and sense of purpose that comes with defeating your foes with compassion. Yeah. We're going to break that down a little bit further uh, pretty soon, but first we're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And we're back. So let's dig into this, you know, martial arts philosophy of Wuda and uh, mm-hmm. really like break it down. Uh, the word Wuda uh, in Chinese uh, essentially translates to martial morality, referring to the philosophy of inflicting violence under an ethical framework. You know, it's, right. you know, you know, you don't just punch an innocent person or a baby <laughs> Especially not babies. Yeah. yeah. Like, and you, and you use it in a better context of, you know, for a, a means for a, you know, a specific purpose and that purpose having to be greatly aligned with morality, with peacefulness, self-defense. Uh, Kung Fu mm. is a practice uh, that not only works in self-defense, uh, but also the morality of the mind. It teaches you to use your body, mind, and spirit uh, and I guess that's kind of the the spirit is morality of good right. deeds and, um, you know, making those uh, efforts uh, while you are on this mortal plane. And human life is greatly valued under this ethical framework. Right. Wuda really, you know, if you apply it in practical terms, it really comes down to, you know, knowing how to hurt another person and knowing how to defend yourself with your bare hands. Like, that's not as important as the ways in which you use it. Or like how you use this knowledge and this technique reflects on you as a person. It reflects on your character when you use it for immoral reasons. And, you know, we, we kind of have this explained to us in really quick snippets from Sifu, the, the main character's father. Mm-hmm. He can be heard referring to Wuda at the end of the, uh, I guess, the, the bad ending. When you kill Yang and take your revenge, you kind of hear your father's voice in your head and he says, he who has Kung Fu and Wuda makes the other know he can break him. His hands go out like lightning, and the other doesn't want to fight anymore. It's kind of a hint toward the player of how to achieve the true ending. 
I, I, I just, I really appreciated this extra layer to this game when I, when I beat Yang for the first time, like, like you explained, Bruce, like, <laughs> when you beat these bosses, you want to dance for joy because they're usually so goddamn hard. You want to beat dance on their finally. graves. I, yeah. When I, when I fought Yang for the first time, I was, I felt like I was beating my head against a brick wall. It was ridiculous how hard he is to fight. And it's, it's one of the most complex and intricate boss fights I've ever experienced in any game I've ever played. And yeah, when I finally killed Yang and got the, I guess, quote unquote, bad ending, I was like, fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah, you get what you deserve. I was like, you shouldn't you know, die. Just, yeah, yeah. Choke I was on just, it, Yang. <laughs> I was so happy. But then, yeah, you see that ending. It's like, you know, you're, you kind of hear, you know, your father's fourth ghost or whatever. Kind of explain like. <laughs> That's it. You, that's totally it. When you take a life with Kung Fu, you've kind of missed the point of the teachings of Wuda, which is when you know when you know martial arts and you know how to defend yourself and you know how to beat another person uh, in, in combat, that is a responsibility. That's not just a skill you have. That's a, that's a moral responsibility you have to protect people, including yourself. And so by practicing it morally, you demonstrate your skill to your opponent. You make it clear to them what you're capable of. You know, that, that line, your hands go out like lightning and the other doesn't want to fight anymore. By taking the fight out of your opponent without taking their life, you have demonstrated actual mastery of the art. You've, you've demonstrated morality of mind, morality of deeds, and that is Wuda. And like, I, that fucking blew my mind That's fu- the first time like, I... It's, it's so amazing because it, this is one of the best games I would ever say in executing everything with the player. Nothing is happening yeah. at the player. You right. are the only person you truly can blame for failing, for succeeding, mm-hmm. for making the right choices, for making the wrong choices. And it won't tell you what was right or wrong. It doesn't say with like a blaring screen and text flashing, oh, you fucked up, oh, you're done. No, it is, you know, you can keep going, you can give up, you can kill them, you can spare them. You have to find that out. It's all on the player's agency. And I love that. It it tells a story. It tells this philosophy all while you are doing it. There's dialogue that like doesn't directly, you know, define Wuda, but it demonstrates it. And you in yourself take part in this demonstration, whether you know it or not. Wow. I didn't, I didn't think about it that way, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Like everything is placed on the player as the, as the main driver of, you know, what lessons you learn and what outcome the student character has. It's all on you. And like we explained earlier, yeah, this, this, uh, hidden slash good ending, quote unquote, it, it's, it's hidden. Like hidden is not just a buzzword we're using. It really is. Like, like we said, you have to go out of your way for it and it's not spelled out for you by, you know, sparing the bosses. So yeah, it's, it's all on you. And how you fought your way through Sifu and how you practice this martial art is uh, reflected in the game itself. It's, it's, it's all so tied I together. I love it. Thematically consistent. It's so cool. Exactly. And by, and by fighting the bosses, like, again, and again, uh, I, I might be wrong about this. I kind <laughs> of like the Groundhog's Day aspect of it, where yeah. when you choose to give up, I feel like that's still in canon. And that's still kind of happening where you have, up until the last second of the game, you have all the knowledge that of, of what has happened before and no, like, and being able to like get these, you know, um, evidence pieces beforehand means that like, and it sticks with you even after you die or you give up or you leave somewhere and that you replay stuff means I feel mm-hmm. that the, the player, the student kind of has been in this fight before this is possibly, yeah. you know, in universe has taken 24 hours, but you know, the, the player and the student have gone through it as long as you have going over and mm. over and over again. And again, Interesting. it's, you have to find out how you can spare them. I sometimes got frustrated because <laughs> I would beat the bosses too hard in the first phase. And I'm just like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to kill this dude if I keep doing this. <laughs> it was at a point where you knew how to fight this person. You knew what their tell was and you could easily fucking like kill them but you chose not to because you wanted to be able to spare them Uh, and whether or not that was like for a selfish reason of you know getting more content or it was because you didn't believe that you know that was the right thing to do you did it and when you do 
and it it truly is not just like you know slamming the the knife down into the ground next to their head and walking away like you truly just spare them you yeah. the 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 feeling that you get of just like putting the weapon down or taking it from them and either extending a hand to help them up like it's it's right. more than just sparing in my opinion it's more of you know sparing them and then offering peace to them and when you yeah. do you get these like little talismans uh that unlock that ending when you get to mm-hmm. you know yang's healing compound uh, before yeah. you just get up to him, there will be like, you know, some tables for each of the different talismans. And if you got them, they would like light up and, you know, yeah. show you that it happened. And if you don't do it the first time and if you haven't spared anyone, nothing will happen. You're not going to see anything. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. The game will tell you there's that visual tell and that it'll it'll explain to you. You've you've taken the right path so far. All four of these talismans are here. You've spared life four times now. Mm-hmm. If you do it one more time with Yang. You'll 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 reach the end of the road uh, with with purpose and morality, and so yeah, it's it, I I I actually like that idea too. I'd never thought that's another thing I never thought of is you know this idea of Sifu as almost like a cosmic cycle of time where you know you're struggling uphill uh, with this mission of vengeance and gradually learning the lesson that it's better to diffuse the conflict than to just end it violently. And end it with uh, with with killing. So, it, like you said, like yeah, you can just keep uh, doing this over and over and over again, reliving this day countless times, dying, reviving, trying again, and gradually learning that lesson. Like you know, there's a better way, the way of mercy, the way of peace. Uh, I, I like that idea. Yeah, that is essentially our interpretation of how Wuda kind of is incorporated into the game as a philosophical concept. Like, you know, and again, what's so interesting about it is that it's never spelled out for the player. The player has to just sort of come across that knowledge on their own uh, throughout the game. And by, you know, fe- ending the fight without killing Yang, you know, that is how you've really demonstrated true mastery of not just the game mechanics of, you know, cause it takes skill to b- defeat the bosses without killing them. It's definitely easier to finish them off, uh, you know, fatally. Uh, but you know, that is how you as the player and your player character demonstrates mastery and understanding of what Wuda is all about. Yeah. I mean, like that was the best thing. I don't know about you, uh, but after, I think it was probably Sean who gave me the most trouble the first time around. And <laughs> I tough, yeah. wanted to literally <laughs> throttle this man. I wanted yeah, to yeah, humiliate him. I, at the end, I wanted to like pants him and then kill him. <laughs> like I wanted to like do some terrible things to him because he was. I don't want to hurt him. I want to embarrass him. <laughs> <laughs> but it, and then I had to go back and I had to do like. Mm. You know, I, I wanted to do the uh, the, the Wuda. And yeah. um, as you go through this, uh, and as some of these bosses are, it is a slog. It is like, yeah. it is a challenge. Not like frustratingly like bad. It was less frustrating than me trying to figure out how to kill them the first way around. It demanded mm. me to be cognizant of their health, of their structure, to make sure that they didn't, you know, lose their health too fast. It made me need to uh, figure out how to make sure that I didn't lose too many lives or none of this would be worth it. Um, It demanded me having the most amount of self-control and patience, virtues that Buddha teaches. It teaches you to be in that mindset. Again, I don't know about you, but um, when I was trying to do this sparing thing, I was less like upset and angry and like, you know, wanting to, you know, pace the floor in front of my TV being like Sean's (laughs) fucking bullshit. He does that fucking (laughs) low sweep shit with this awful dildo staff. I don't give a fuck him. (laughs) I hate him. But then like afterwards I was just like, come on, Sean, buddy. You, I, you haven't hit me once. I need to like knock you down. You got to stop doing this. Work with me here, buddy. Yeah, come on. No, that's, that is so true. That is big. I love that. No, it's, it is so awesome how kind of making your, making yourself go through the game differently. 
like you said, teaches self-control, teaches patience, and it teaches Wuda. It teaches you that kind of long-term, wiser approach. You know, it, it's true mastery. Taking the time and care to defeat your enemies non-lethally is harder. It's, it's more difficult, but, but that's because taking the easy way out is not what Wuda is all about. When you do the hard thing, the right thing, that shows understanding, that shows wisdom, that, that shows that you understand Wuda. I, it's, it's, it's awesome. Like, y- you could argue it, that the game is attempting to show the player that the world is a better place when forgiveness is practiced more often than vengeance. You know, we, 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 obviously vengeance has its place. It's, it's understandable. It's an understandable motivation. But I, I think, you know, you do learn the lesson in this game. And you don't just learn it by being told, like we said. It's so big and so important that the game shows you and lets you experience it rather than just showing it to you that vengeance is, is hollow. Like, it's, it brings you nothing but just blood on your hands. And, yeah, it, it's, it's so enlightening and fulfilling to go through the game trying to practice aggressive forgiveness. Like, <laughs> come here, let me forgive the shit out of you. <laughs> like, I have to forgive you with my fists. <laughs> it's it's almost like a test. And like, yeah. it, it's like, not even a test. It's like a crash course and then a pop quiz at the end. Where <laughs> you're just like, all right, here's the scenario. <laughs> your old, right. your, 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 your father's old student comes back with a bunch of people, kills him, your whole family, your, your, your Wuguan, and they slit your throat and your back. You want to get vengeance. What do you do? And, it's just, <laughs> and yeah. you go through it all. And it, again, it's that player character agency where you feel what they feel. It is the closest yeah. it can be towards like actually being in their shoes. And right. it brings you to learn this so much more like firsthand. Like I felt like I was living a different life in that game because I was this person. There was no other thing. You didn't have like, you know, bills to pay or rent or anything. It was just, you know, get to the next person, you know, get the least amount of damage, um, do the uh, least harm uh, and get to that end. And it was so liberating to be able to get there but then you had to still think and you still had to do all of that and in the game i love the adage of making those choices on top of there are certain interactions with people where you have an option to either be vengeful angry wanting to hurt someone or mm-hmm. uh you can choose to be you know peaceful nice uh, accommodating and like a middle mm-hmm. one that is just incredibly neutral and I, again, yeah. that is adding to the overall dynamics and mechanics of this game, where it gives you these choices. Sometimes they are clear, sometimes they are not, but they are still yours to make. And some mm-hmm. of them make these huge different changes and consequences, and others are for flavor's sake, and it kind of follows yeah. how you are feeling in that moment. Right. It is one of the coolest and most inventive ways I've ever seen a video game teach a moral lesson. I, I think a lot of the time when you have a, ga- uh, a game with kind of a morality system where there's like a black and white choice to make every now and then, or some, in some games it's a red and blue choice to make, <laughs> you know, you, whatever it is, whatever it is, you're usually just given an A or B, and usually it's like a pretty obvious, like, this is the evil answer, and this is the good answer. Like... I've seen games make pretty good gray area Mm -hmm. decisions here and there, but I've never seen a game quite like this uh, just make you learn the lesson firsthand, like over the course of the entire game. The the lesson of true discipline is informed by mercy. Like mercy and discipline are not mutually exclusive. Like you can have justice, you can have defense and, you know, sturdiness and, you know, protection and, you know, bringing evil to justice without giving into vengeance and you know mercy is not like exclusive to that it's uh it's such an interesting lesson to teach and in in such a cool way so i want to ask as we wrap up here with our final thoughts i want to ask what do you as the player take away from this alternate ending and its interpretation of the concept of wuda i know we've covered a lot of ground now but just 
Bruce, bring it home for me. What, what do you think of like, cause for me, obviously I, I didn't, I've never heard of Wuda before playing this game. Like what, what did you think? What was your takeaway after learning about it and you know seeing how it was implemented in this game? So for this, I kept thinking about is the world going to be better off in either of those endings? It was something that I was thinking of for such a long time after I like completely finished Sifu because, you know, Yang could have had the greatest of intentions, but he still had this like network where they were controlling the whole city from, you know, the drug deals and, you know, uh, martial arts cults to, you know, the funding of art and philanthropy and, uh, you know, healing people. Like, is that a wash? Is that like not making anything better or worse? Or is it, you know, the fact that, you know, that power should just be kept out of the reach of people because as soon as either they die or they retire, they're going to give it to someone else who clearly doesn't know what to do with it or, you know, the responsibility behind it and would cause even more damage and even more, you know, horrible shit. Mm -hmm. And then the other part is if you let them live, if you let them have that power, nothing has been taken. Nothing has been gotten rid of. Uh, there are two things, there are two quotes that kind of came to me that I really, really felt kind of put this into perspective with just a lot of different things that are happening in my life and in my world recently. So uh, the first uh, quote Nonviolent protest can only truly be effective if your enemy has a conscience. Uh, and then, like, saying that America does not have a conscience and that's why it does not work. And it was, to me, I kept thinking of like, they, uh, this like group of individuals uh, with Yang did this, not, I mean, I don't know, I think Sean maybe was the only one who actually had no conscience. Uh, but. <laughs> Uh, everyone else like felt that this was, you know, for the greater good, especially like Yang, I think looked at this as a somewhat selfless selfishness of like, you know, having another chance at redemption. But either way, this was kind of uh, it, it. And again, I had to keep bringing it back to I know it's the least it's the bar here, but them looking away from uh, seeing the player get killed imply that they had like some conscience that they knew that what they were doing in this very moment in a vacuum was wrong. And because of that, they have a conscience and therefore this works on them. And if they were spared, if they were shown, you know, mercy, that this is what they would finally come to terms with and saying, okay, I think I fucked up. Another quote, that really made me kind of think about this was, I don't know if you've heard this one before, but it was, you can't truly call yourself peaceful unless you are capable of great violence. If you are not capable of violence, you are not peaceful. You are harmless. And it makes me feel like that is one of the greatest things that Wuda teaches. And it is not turn the other cheek. Let's just, you know, go home, let them have their way. I'm going to write a strongly worded letter (laughs) to my fucking Senator. Right. (laughs) It's not any of that shit. It is the fact that you show them mercy after you beat the ever loving shit out of them, which is absolutely, I think that is so like uh, the quote that you had of like uh, the, the main character's father. He who has mm-hmm. Kung Fu and Wuda makes the other known he can break him. His hands go out yeah. like lightning and the other doesn't want to fight anymore. I think it sometimes is lost on, you know, peacefulness and, you know, having peace and mercy that it must not at all be um, taken with any form of violence. But that is not what Kung Fu teaches. It is about self-defense. It is about you know, bringing this person up to your level, beat them down and say, you ain't got shit. You ain't shit. I could fucking kill you, but yeah. I'm not. Think Good about time. yourself, collect yourself yeah. and get back to me. 
And if you and if we have <laughs> another problem, I'm just going to beat your ass again. And it's this sort of yeah. mental game that Uda teaches as well to people who do not have Uda in their hearts, in which yeah. it clearly encourages being able to match this person in strength, not to, you know, do the unthinkable. The only line that is drawn is murder. Everything else is on the table. You can put them in a hospital. You can beat the fuck out of them. But it truly continues a, a cycle of death and vengeance if you do, um, do that one thing, which is murder. And I really like the idea that, you know, you do want to avoid making that one horrible deed from like happening, but it's not going to happen by doing nothing. It's not going to happen by, you know, appealing to someone's compassion. You have to make that last effort of literally kicking the fucking shit out of them and like letting them know that their pride and their ego is nothing. Yeah. If you can't talk the fight out of them, you'll have to beat the fight out of yes, them. Yes, yes, yes. You know, you, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to take their life in the, in the process. Right. Uh, but that's, that's huge. I, I really, really love what you said earlier about being peaceful doesn't mean being harmless. I think that's huge. I really enjoyed a lot of the ways that Wuda was kind of t- uh, woven into the story of Sifu. And, you know, something I think about a lot is if a character tries to kill me, that reflects on them. But if I kill them when they're not a threat to me, that reflects on me. You know, like by, by ending a fight and take, you know, making someone not a threat anymore, you know, you've, you've demonstrated your, your ability, you know, you've, you've made it clear. Like I can take your life if I want to, but I'm going to choose not to. That's what it's all about with Wuda. It's, you know, it's, it's that, like I said, it's that responsibility. It's not just a skill you have. It's a, it's a burden. It's a responsibility you have to defend yourself, defend others, defend life, and not take it lightly, you know? Yeah. Um, like I said, it was one of the most interesting ways I've ever seen that philosophy told or explained in a game. Well, that about wraps it up. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us grow the show. And be sure to connect with us on Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at Lore underscore Party. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.